Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy, Enneagram 6, Life Coach for Sixes. Today, we are diving into Trifix, and I brought in an expert for the conversation. Erin Adonisio is the co-founder of Empathy Architects. She is a seasoned Enneagram teacher and coach. She really knows this stuff inside and out, and she's also a or type six. This is a really fun conversation and we get into it. What do these different trifixes feel like? What do they sound like? And why is this concept really useful in terms of speeding up our growth and really helping us know ourselves better as we go on our growth journeys? There's a lot in here. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you get a lot of value from this conversation. Hi, sixes. Welcome back. I am trying to manage my excitement about this episode. I feel like I'm a puppy and I'm like super excited, but I will probably settle in as things go on. I'm kind of banking on that happening. So we'll see and we'll hope for the best. So I'm excited for two reasons. One is the content that I'm going to be sharing today. We're going to dive into Trifix put a pin in that. Very excited about it. To the guest I have to teach us this concept is Erin Adonzio. Adonzio? Correct me. Adonisio. Adonisio. I just asked you. I got it wrong. Okay. Erin Adonisio of Empathy Architects, which if you don't follow them on Instagram, go follow them on Instagram. Your content is it's just so good. It's so good, which we're going to get into all that. But this is Erin. Say hello. Hi. Thank, Thank you for, you for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm honored. Yeah, we're going to have so much fun. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, well, what do you want to say about who you are and what you do first? What is Empathy Architects? Great question. Empathy Architects was kind of built with the idea that we would learn more about ourselves and each other and expand our capacity for empathy, which is never a bad thing. Makes the world a better place. So, okay. So this gets into why you are here. Because as I have had this podcast, you know, I've coached sixes for almost five and a half years now. And I am a coach through and through. And I also love the Enneagram and I've learned about the Enneagram in so many different ways. Having this podcast has almost accidentally positioned me as something of an Enneagram teacher. And that is a place where I am not confident. I feel a little bit wobbly. And so as I want to share these deeper pieces of Enneagram with people that listen, I want help. I want to bring in an expert to help me so that I get it right, share the information accurately, and also get to learn more on my own journey. So when I thought about who would be like, I don't know, like my most wanted guest, it was you. Oh yeah, totally. For the reason that One is just like the quality of the information that y'all bring, but also the heart behind it, which I can just feel. There's a like, um, there's a care. There's a care for people and there's a care for 
the correctness of the information. So anyway, so I reached out, I sent you a message, asked you to be on it. And you said, yes. And then I panicked as we both panicked, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So before we dive into the content, I just want to talk about a little bit about that journey, but I did interrupt you. So tell me, is there anything else you want to say about your business specifically? I mean, I feel like we're just trying to do it all. Um, Yes, we have an Instagram. uh, That's kind of where we started Empathy Architects. Mm -hmm. And it really took off. Um, And we do coaching. We have classes. We do certification, mentoring, a little bit of everything. But if you're a systems fanatic like me, we try to teach um, not only the Enneagram, but other personality and human potential systems and kind of integrate them together. Okay, so good. That's also, yeah, totally in my wheelhouse. Um, And I've taken a couple of your courses and they're incredible. And we actually have an offer for you all at the end on a couple of courses. I want to take just a minute before we get into the content about us kind of getting to know each other over the past few weeks it's been. So as I mentioned, I reached out. You said yes, which of course made me panic. We're both like, And we both agreed separately that, yeah, this is a good thing. Let's do this. And then we sort of did this get to know you messages a little bit back and forth. I just realized this morning, I was like, oh, there was probably some 60 testing in that. Like, oh, sure. Right. Okay. So what are you really about? What are you really about? One thing we sussed out really early on was this shared values of care for the system like its integrity and care for the humans that the system is being used with. And I really just want to highlight one, how crucial that is for me and how refreshing and soothing it was to have those values really met in each other. It was like, okay, foundationally, same page. And I just think it's so freaking important. So I don't know, kudos to us. Do you want to say I realized we've been like kind of going back and forth through email for like a month. Oh my gosh. We're like pen pals, basically. We are totally pen pals. Yeah. And I have yeah. been pretty restrained in my desire to talk about all of the things because part of our journey, which we'll get into, is my own trifix. And yeah, it's just been, I don't know, it's just been beautiful. We've been vulnerable with each other and we found these shared values and it's just, it's just been wonderful. So I was excited to have you here before any of that happened. And now I'm bonus excited because you just have so much to offer and bring in and you're trustworthy. Okay. I checked, I checked you out and I sign off on your uh, trustworthiness. (laughs) Oh yeah. You, you get my stamp of approval. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Awesome. So all that said, Oh, the last piece I just wanted to share when I, the closer I would like tiptoe toward Aaron, I would feel my own authority and my own work like slip out from under me occasionally. And it was, I just, you all know what this feels like. If you're a six and you're listening, you know what it feels like. I was trying to meet Aaron. What's the word when you're on the same page? Like a colleague. colleague. Yes. I was like, Kristen? your colleagues in this Enneagram space did not feel that. The closer I got to you, it was like literally like my feet would just like slip out from under me. It was terrifying. 
because I wanted you to sign off on that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Because I wanted your yeah. approval and I wanted you to like me. And I didn't want to want any of that, but there it was in the room. So it's just been an interesting internal experience to watch my authority, like whoosh, and then like put it back together and then watch it whoosh and then put it back together. And I just want to share that because I just feel like we can all really relate to that. I honestly have dry mouth right now because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to like impress Kristen and everyone that's listening. Like, I don't know who's listening. Got to rise to the occasion here. You're going to rise. Okay. You're going to, we're already impressed. I'm just impressed that you're here. I'm so thankful. Okay. So with all of that said, Aaron, please take us into some of the theory of Trifix, however you want to do it. We're going to use ourselves as we dive into the details a little bit and yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So I think I'm going to go into a little bit of the spiel here. Great. Um, and then when I'm done with that, we can just go wherever we want to go. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So we're going to give a little bit of foundation and background here, you know, because I know there are some listeners that may either not be familiar at all with Trifix, or I know there's also, there's some skepticism out there yep. about whether it's helpful or useful and why we need it. So I'm going to help you out. <laughs> Did all of that. Um, and here it is. Okay. Okay. So the Enneagram, as we know, is what we call a trielectic system, meaning everything happens in three. So for example, here are some three pronged elements uh, that appear in the Enneagram, the centers, the instincts, the triads, um, even the Hornavian triads, um, like withdrawn types, assertive types, compliant types, um, two wings flanking a type, two lines shooting off of a type. There's mathematical examples of threes. So Trifix builds on the concept that we have a type in each center and we lead with a main type, which is kind of like our home base. So Trifix was originally an Arican concept. It came from Ichazo and the Arican school. Yep. And hold on, can the, we just hang out there for a quick second? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So I learned this pretty shortly before I met you that Trifix did come from the original teaching. That's what you just said. And I just want to highlight that. This is not some later add on. I yes. think that's crucial. For people to know. Okay, carry on. I think a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that until I did. Arika was so, it was almost like a mystery school. Yes. Um, everyone was kind of sworn to secrecy and a lot of their work was kept really tightly under wraps. So for a long time, what we learned from them was only by dissemination of mouth, you know, just right. so-and-so's word for it. Yep. And it was always part of the Enneagram, because of that trielectric structure, I feel like there's really no way it could not be. Um, but it's just a matter of understanding how it works and how it serves us. And then it feels a little less threatening, I think, or complicated. Yeah, I agree. Um, so in 1994, Catherine Favre started doing research on this. Um, she decided to kind of flesh it out and see if she could figure out, you know, what are the unique characteristics of each of the 27 combinations. Mm -hmm. 
And so she started doing that research and she found that the defense strategies of each type in the trifix merged together to create a specific focus of attention, an archetype that's almost like its own new type. Yep. And each one will have its own blind spot for growth. So that's important because that's the part that kind of sets apart, you know, different sixes. Yep. Intertrifix. So we'll use the types in our trifix. The way it works is we use them in a consistent, repetitive, and undulating way. I'm getting fancy. Undulating? Undulating. The ooh, in, in and out, up and down? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like, like waves, Yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so while they are separate defenses and we can kind of identify them separately, they work together to keep us safe in a very specific and complementary way. So one common misconception is that if you identify with a type, um, that must be the type in your type type. So, you know, I get excited a lot. I like having fun. I'm adventurous. I must have seven. And really what we're looking at with trifix is the defensive that we're using. So it's not what we like. It's not what we identify with, but it's the defensive that are working to protect us and keep us safe. So we have to be able to look beyond what we want to see and look at what we're actually doing. Okay. Can I jump in here for a second? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yes. The language that I've really started to use is these, well, and I've even grabbed a sentence from you from one of your courses. No, I just, I just make it all my own. These are the strategies that we automatically use to keep ourselves safe, protect that inner sense of self. And the sentence I took from you is the, um, what have I used to solve my problems? What are the strategies that I use to solve my problems in life? I think this is so crucial because there's such a weird identity thing floating around right now in the Enneagram space, right? It's like, what am I? And then if we go to Trifix, it's like more information of what am I? And it's like, no, it's like, just no. What are the repetitive consistent undulating strategies that I reliably use automatically without any thought whatsoever to solve my problems, to cope in the world. Is that fair how I said that? Yes. Okay. That's exactly it. So I would tell people as you're listening, the more you feel like you like a trifix, let's move away from that trifix. So I think One of the most important things to think about when you're trying to find your trifix or figure it out is that we're looking at what's amplified or diminished when we combine these types together. Mm. So it's less like, you know, I'm a six, a one and a four and smash it all together, but they do work together in these kind of complex ways where they can amplify certain qualities or others can be diminished. And then that's where we end up with blind spots. So it is a more nuanced and advanced Enneagram concept. Um, but I mean, what it adds to your self-typing and the depth of your ability to grow once you have this information is 
truly astounding for people. I feel that. I totally feel that. I also do have to put a plug in for there's always plenty of work to be done prior to accurately having your trifix, even your core type. I mean, this is really the foundation my work is built on is I think my work is really about building an internal scaffolding to even hold sort of the truth of what we're actually doing. There has to be some psychological sturdiness for those truths to land without us collapsing into shame. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because I think as coaches, what we see a lot is people who come to us and they're very vulnerable and then they're asking, type me. Yes. And on one hand, the typing helps with the work. It helps to tailor it, to make it specific and and efficient, really, so that we're not spending 10 years in therapy and nothing's happening. Right. That's best case. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. But on the other hand, that vulnerability makes it hard for people to swallow some of the difficult medicine that is in this work, like being able to see that, you know, maybe the defenses you're using aren't the ones that you like. Totally. Maybe, I mean, you might be extremely judgmental about the defenses that you're using. And if you, you might be looking at other people and seeing what you're doing and being like, that's a horrible way to be in the world and like missing something crucial about yourself. If you don't have a foundation for that to land. So then what we also see, especially just sort of out in the wild is people using, oh, I see something about you that you don't see and like lobbing people over the head with it. I have very stern words for that kind of behavior and try to restrain myself. But like, I don't know, using really impactful tools without proper care of humans and knowing a darn thing about psychology and how people work is bad. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it light. I'm feeling, I'm having feelings, but I'm going to keep it, you know, I mean, it's my podcast. I can do what I want, but I'm trying to, yeah. This is an episode right here. You know. I know, but it just, it's, it's, it's a bother. It's a bother to me. So I think it's really important for people to, I don't know, like care for yourselves as you're exploring, who am I going to actually trust? I mean, and we're sixes too, to not only tell me about me and do I really even want that, but like, who's going to actually be careful with me? I mean, mm-hmm. I just have such a high value on only giving certain people the power to give me feedback about me because I'm tender, because I'm like a real human. Anyway, yeah. like stop no. me, Erin, <laughs> please. Yeah. No, this is important because who you let lead you through this process yes. will make a massive impact on your experience and your growth. So it's important to choose someone that is empathetic and understanding and also informed. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Just going to calm, calm the inner monster back down a little bit. It's fine. Fine. I just have so people are out here wanting help. How are they supposed to know who is really going 
to care for them in an ethical way. I, I just, I really, and I think in our industry too, I mean, coaching one, Enneagram two, uh, yeah, it's just, do you know, you get to be as careful as you want to be as a consumer, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that I think the biggest issue is when people rely too much on the internet. Oh, um, yes. well, there are so many limits to your learning when you only learn on the internet. Um, yes. And there are so many free resources out there from informed people. So it's not necessarily a matter of money. Um, but you want to just make sure that you know where you're getting your information because I've seen so many people just hurt by, you know, Facebook groups. Yep. Yep. I ran a Facebook group for five years and it was even just that space. It was a lot of work to keep it at an emotional place that I felt was really caring for people because it's just so easy, um, for things to devolve, of course. We have one too. It's like a full-time job trying to keep it. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of the, the background, the foundational piece. I Um, I would, I think I would add, you know, a lot of people may feel like this complicates the system. I've heard that a different system. It's too complicated. Yes. I was there for years, years and years. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, and it is complicated. Like anything, there's complexity if you dig deeper. Um, But I think if this is something you want to work with and you're committed to working in this area as a coach, as a client, whatever, it's something you really can't not dive into if you're a serious connoisseur of the Enneagram. I like that. Um, I found it really to be easier to type people with Trifix than without it. Um, because there's so much subtlety and so many differences between people of the same type. Yep. It immediately explains some of that and calms down the ego to know, oh, this is the thing. There's nothing wrong with me. Totally. Oh, and what you just said is uh, so crucial. This is a thing. There's nothing wrong with me. One of the things that Aaron and I personally have enjoyed getting to know each other is like, we don't have to be not sexy with each other. It's, it's so lovely. Like, I don't have to be insecure about the fact that I'm insecure to talk to you, not in this moment, but in the getting to know you, I could just be open about that. And you're like, no kidding. I'm a six too, right? It was just really, I don't have to fix myself. Just get to own myself. And that in and of itself is fixing to some degree, right? There's a soothing in this is who I am. It's okay to actually be a human. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really the Enneagram is a shared language. Yes. So people who know it, we have a way of communicating with each other. But I also think when you add these layers like trifix, there is an instant camaraderie. Yep. Um, Oftentimes people with the same trifix will feel more alike than they do with even someone of the same type. Oh, totally. Because they're using the same defenses. So it's really uncanny. Like once you meet someone with your with your trifix, it's like, oh, <laughs> weird. And that's a little bit of an ego hit just in and of itself. Because of yeah. course, we all 
think we're so unique and we are. And yet also for sort of utilizing the same mechanisms to get through life, like that's going to be, that's going to be a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Do we, do, do we get to talk about me yet? Oh yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Okay. So I was operating under the assumption for the last couple of years that I was a, well, okay, it doesn't matter, 638. And I really liked it. Clue, clue number one, something was possibly amiss. Okay, I really liked it. Uh, I got feedback that that was probably accurate. And what do I want to say about it? I liked it because my image of it is that it was powerful. And I have a lot of stories, particularly in my past of being very powerful, particularly around authority, uh, a lot of busting things up and being very, very, very big. So it fits. Like to me, that's what I was, I was like, that's eight. Obviously, if you're like attacking people left and right, that's obviously eight. Okay. Listener, that is not accurate. <laughs> But that's what I was, you know, thinking that was. And then there were other things that made me think three, but I was hanging out there for a while. I tested on Catherine Favre's test that came up. In y'all's test as well, that came up. I did feel like I was gaming your test a little bit. So that was in there. And then you and I had a typing interview. And... I told you the only thing I'm really precious about is six because I've built a whole business around six. So that's going to be a problem. <laughs> but otherwise, I felt very open to your assessment, your ideas, your thoughts. Because one thing you surely did not do was say, this is what you are, right? It was a conversation. It was an exploration. It was a sharing and let's just, I don't know, I think we dig into the specifics if you want to. So, because the let's go with, I think I'm presenting with eight. Yeah. And what, what happened? Well, <laughs> it turned out to not be eight. Oh. Which is fine. Oh, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Actually better, because it's the real thing. It's the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here, okay, I'll just keep talking for a second. So okay. I felt when I met with you, I felt very open. I was like, I am not going to be precious about these pieces. And as soon as you started questioning eight, I was super resistant. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did not, like, I did not, I thought I would be more open about it. But I was like, but, but, and I felt this sort of arguing a little bit, trying to like keep it. And then you said a thing and you didn't say it with any, like, you just said this thing. I could cry. Actually, you said, I totally get it. Of course we want eight because we really want to borrow that power. And when you said that sentence, I felt like a truthy hit in my gut, but I was just literally, it was like, oh, and in that moment I was able to set eight down and then start hearing what you were saying about one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. What do yeah. you want to share about a one fix that oh, you can gosh. use me or just generally like whichever? Um. Well, 
I mean, you know, they're all difficult. Yes. So none of them are better or worse than any other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the confusion um, between eight and one, and it's very common for sixes to think they have eight because sixes have can have a, a combative streak. Mm-hmm. Um, we're defensive by nature and uh, we push back. Yep. So it and needing that strength, we can think that it's eight. Yeah. Um, but truly eights are dismissive. And ones are not. No. Not in the same way. Nope. So there's a focusing in with one and a refining, needing to get it right. Mm-hmm. And the eight kind of blows through. Mm. It's like, I don't need to spend a bunch of time on this. This is what what's needed. And so I'll implement it and we're done. It worked yeah, or it didn't. Yeah, that's not me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the polishing, yeah. you know, refining, making it just right. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. And that's for me very in a relational space. Because in terms of like my content and things of that nature, I don't do that as much. I rely, I think, on other pieces. I think this other piece we're going to touch into. So I thought three. I was very convinced that I had a three fix. And after we settled on it's not eight, it's one, you were like, okay, maybe we look at this one now. And I was like, oh no. So let's talk about two and three. Okay. Um, I mean, I will say I was open to you being the 613. It's, okay. it's not, you know, I mean, I've seen all these trifixes so many times. Yeah. I know what they look like. I know the vibe. So it wasn't so far off. I was just like, I need to hear the content to yeah. match. Um, but what I heard was pride mm-hmm. and mm. not, not deceit. And so Mm. there was that, the needing to be important, to be needed, to be consequential. To be special. Yes. Yes. That was much scarier for you. Oh, so so one of the things that Aaron did with me is it's because there's a way different fixes talk, right? There's a lexicon as you Say. Yes. And so she's listening for certain phrases, certain words, cer- certain values that are going to reveal myself in a way that I might not be, you know, able to see. So the also the pride of two, I think, is another reason eight felt so true. Because one of the things, and I told Aaron, I was like, watch me become the biggest two advocate on the planet now that like, it's in my body. I'm like, listen up, people. Like there's so much power and willfulness. And the way that two is, the stereotype of two is just so incorrect. It's just so bleh. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. They just do things and they're so helpful. I think two should have been called, if they had called it the advisor, I think so many more people would be able to see themselves in that. 
Yeah, which I I think I heard you say in a podcast. So I think I took that from you too. Not like claiming that myself. Interestingly enough, Itchazo described too as the person that most wants others to live life according to their prescription. Holy crap. Not one? No, it's (gasps) two. So that they will... um, they oh want to kind of tell people how to do things and how to live uh-huh. and they want them to listen. And when they don't, they get mad. And that was kind of his read on too. I just feel a little uh, called out in this moment. Yes, mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah. 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 And I so thought that was sick. It's such a sharp contrast to what we hear two is. That's right. You know, two is like the sweet little teddy bear, right? Oh yeah, no. But Really, a lot of what people have made too is is more nine. Oh, that's it's so more nine because the two is truly one of the toughest types on the Enneagram. Damn right. See, now I'm all about it. I'm like, that's right. That, yep. When we were able to, you know, help me land on this trifix, and then I went to work, of course, really trying to feel it in my body and understand what it felt like and really try it on. Because again, you weren't like, this is you. You were very careful to be like, try this on, you know, take your authority back, Kristen, like get into your body about it. And I did, because of course I got to do it right and I got to do it quickly and I got to make it. (laughs) It's all so clear to me now. But I really did go deeply into what does this feel like? And that pride, I just am like, that is, it's so clear to me that what I thought was sort of this big eight thing, it really lives higher up. It lives much higher up in my body. Like literally it's located in my chest and it is just so, um, yeah, present and real. And a little shout out to my own work. I don't feel shamey about it. I don't feel like I shouldn't be this way. It's like, this is who, these are the strategies I use to make my life work. Um, Okay, but I do want to hear too, what's the difference? Because sixes also want to keep people safe. So sixes want their people to do the things that they think they should do to be safe, right? Yes. So how's that? Can you suss that out a little bit for me? Yeah. Um, So sixes operate from the fear of fear. And so there's a projection of anxiety onto other people as well. Uh Not necessarily that they are anxious, but that they might be in danger or run into a problem. And so we'll anticipate those issues for other people as well and try to save them from them the way we would want to be saved. Okay. Um, I would want someone to give me a heads up if I saw this coming. So let me just jump in and let people know Here's what's going on. In reality, many of the types aren't concerned and don't want to know. <laughs> right. Okay. And then if we go back to the 621, I don't appreciate people giving me a heads up. Is that possibly because I am so already so flipping thorough? I mean, I can tell you what it is. In my yeah. mind, it's like, I'm so flipping thorough. How dare you think? I mean, this is just me just being as honest as I can be, right? How dare you think that I wouldn't have considered that? I don't have 
this is the pride, right? I don't have a lot of softness, read any, in people telling me about me without my permission. But this is why. It's like, I know. I flipping know. So So not all sixes have that. And I know this because I know a lot of sixes. To a certain degree, they do because sixes don't want to be told what to do. Right. They don't like other people telling them how it is. That's right. Um, A core fear for six is the fear of submission. And so if other people tell us, here's what we're doing, here's what it is, we're like, "Mm, no, I'm good. Thanks. But if you have one, yeah. But if you have one, it's also, and what are the chances that I missed that? So it's an insult. It's a total insult. Okay, what you just said, fear of submission, I thought that was the autonomy of eight. No. (laughs) And and let's look at eight and one this way. The the passion for eight is excess. Okay. And for one, it is wrath. Oh yeah, wrath all day. And ones have a fear, you know, often we'll say um, that the core fear is of being wrong or evil. And I do want to say that that doesn't show up in the lexicon of one because it isn't acceptable. So a one would say, well, I I wouldn't be wrong, though. And why why would I be evil? So they don't say it. But really, if we kind of look at it from a different angle, it's a fear of of excess or of hedonism. So the one is afraid that if they don't control they will become out of control and things will get chaotic and who knows what they might do, what impulses might arise. Do you know when I just start saying things more freely, just being more myself, my brain literally, I know the sentence because this is how I do. We got to know what our brain offers, right? My brain literally is like, you are being reckless. <laughs> when my, And when that sentence shows up, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, a little past my comfort zone, I see. Time to pull it back. But I I try not to pull it back. I try to just notice that that's yeah. my defense mechanism sentence. And I'll tell you, that one's new in the next last couple months, which tells me I know I'm at my edge generally. Because yeah. yeah, that's the phrase that comes up. You're being reckless. And then I look at my life and I'm like, exactly which part of this brain is reckless? No, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Because even the way you said it, it had such a judgmental, disgusted tone. And that's the super ego of one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And eights don't hear that. They don't hear you're reckless. Other people may say, you're so reckless. They hear, no, I'm just someone that knows what I want. And I don't let people stand in my way. So even, so six, eight, what, give us an example of six, eight. By the way, can you share your trifix? I'm 614. Okay. So yeah. what, so you know the wrath and you know the... Oh, yeah. Okay. I got the yeah. reckless voice too. You got the... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't have too much fun. I know. <laughs> totally. Getting totally. kind of silly. <laughs> You're going to make a fool out of yourself. So watch yeah. it. And that would be wrong. That would be bad. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to like get some kind of grip on the time also, because I can tell I w- I could just like, we could drill into this 
forever. So just, I I am watching time. Well, we'll freely for 10 more minutes and then I'll have to like pull us in probably. Oh, we're good. Okay. I also do want to tell listeners that we're going to do a separate one of these on instincts. So, so that's going to be fun too. Um, I want to hear an example of six, eight. Okay. Like together. Yeah. Like, who? like, is there someone that we can imagine or is there just, you know, descriptors, whatever. Yeah. Oh gosh. And I'm now my brain is going through examples of people that aren't leading with six, but have six and eight maybe together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I just thought of one. It's so random, but let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. No way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Four, six. Uh, yeah. Yes. Four, six He's- with eight. Three? He's a catatophobic six. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Six, three, eight, tritide. That's so endearing. That's why I yeah. wanted to be that one. Yeah. So if you conversely, if you look at like someone like, I don't, please don't ask me where these examples are coming from. Um, if you look at someone like John Cena, he has he's the, the like, um, he's like the bald rustly guy. Yeah. He looks like a G.I. Joe. Same tri-type. Same tri-type, but leading with three. Oh. Yeah. Because he's the best. He's, yeah. Okay. He's the best hero, you know? He's the best hero. Oh, that's so interesting. So I thought, the other reason I thought three, I mean, there were so many, is I wanted to be like the best coach. Like, mm-hmm. it's so important to me to be such a good coach. But it's not let everyone see that I'm the best coach. It's this deep desire to actually be the best so that I'm the safest, most, I don't know, valuable. I I don't know. It's just, it's a different, it's a much more like I have to actually be that, not like look like I'm that. Yeah. So I would ask someone, it's the why that matters. Right. So we can all do, we can all say we have, I have perfectionism. A lot of people say I have perfectionism, so I must have one. Well, what are you trying to perfect and why? And so when you say being the best, what I found from listening to you was that there are values involved in that, which points us to one. And then there's a care for people. And that's more the two. Yes. And so looking through the lens of integrity and values, that's more one, two. Um, right. In the rigid range. Yep. The rigidity. Um, with in three, the range of rigidity, Kristen, we find you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, I promise. No, no. But there's a way to do things with those types. It's like there's a right way and that's how it should be done. And that um, and- is what I was blind to. I had a yes. very big, up until last freaking week, blind spot about that. I projected a lot of it onto my one husband. I'm married to a one. And I literally have thought so many times like, oh, that would be so hard. Oh, poor guy. Then literally like, around. exactly. And then I'm like smacked up with it in my own face. It was very challenging to see 
Because I, I, I was like, I do what I want. I literally, okay, this is so funny. I have this image of myself. It's like, I do what I want. No, Kristen, you're the most not do what you want. <laughs> of the whole, of the yeah, whole game. We talked about like being up in the middle of the night, like thinking yes. about things and worrying, like, did I do it right? Did I do it right? Did I screw it up? Yeah. Did I ruin the relationship with this thing I said? Okay, but can't all sixes do that? Can't all sixes oh, be absolutely. Okay. Yes. Because I don't yeah. want sixes who are like, oh, I was up in the middle of the night worrying about maybe it's like That's what are they? Question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all sixes do that. Um, it's just part of the neuroses of yes. the type. Mm-hmm. I call it the hamster wheel. Yeah. So once there's a hamster in there and it's going it's it's hard to stop it. And so you just kind of have to watch it spin. I call it the hamster wheel of doom. Yeah. Totally. Okay. I had... Okay, we've touched on, obviously, six. We've touched on two and three. Tell us about four. Oh, well, it's... This is where you live. Mm-hmm. So first, I think I need to preface by saying... And I don't know if you've noticed this, but we see a lot of people that think that they're fours. Yep. And usually they're twos or sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the sensitive six, the sad thick that thinks they're a four. Okay. Um, so I typically will point out like the kind of darker, uh, less desirable aspects of four. And if someone can own that, then that says to me, okay, maybe this is something worth exploring. But when twos are like, oh, well, I, I'm a four. I say, okay, well, tell me how you're hateful. And they can't, they don't, they're like, excuse like me. Like I could not. Yeah. They're I like, mean, I, I kind of would. My one just came in and was like, you could, but I hear you. Yes. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and then they don't, they can't find it. Um, and so that's a clue. Well, then maybe it's not there. Tell me about your envy. I mean, two doesn't like that. No. Envy, what? Why would I be envious? I'm prideful. <laughs> but when you have four, it's like, I mean, you, you've got to own it. It's, it's there. So those are kind of the two big shadow pieces for four. Um, but it's, there's an inadequacy and a comparison. So when four and six come together, there's even more of that self-consciousness and that feeling of like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Like I'm, I'm being picked apart. I'm not measuring up. I'm not what I am expected to be. And it makes me feel small. Because six, correct me if I'm wrong, I, six has the insecurity. Six has yes. the like, there can definitely be, I think, the envy and the comparison. But it's different. Yes. Same is it's like more of a it's like more of a conviction around those parts, maybe more of like a sureness of like there's definitely something not quite. Whereas like my two, I can't I can't go there. I'm like, no, really, I'm awesome. Like I just can't. um, I'm good. So okay. So I think that's kind of like how does the heart space really kind of spin and land mm-hmm. is that is there I'm like making language up as we're talking but 
So no, like, it's fine. I, I know what you're saying. Okay, yeah. So like my two really, really cannot land in a bad spot. Like I genuinely feel very positive about who I am, which I thought was three. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, of course, I would have to land in a more sort of up prideful place. Yes. Oh, so interesting. Okay, and then... No, four- it's great that you said that because that's exactly okay. the energy sensing is the two needing the positivity and the pride of saying there's nothing wrong with me it must right. be you it must be, it must be you <laughs> which of course my six I mean I'm not a core two so of course my six is like or it is you like that's for sure a thing yes. that's always going on and I can take myself deeply into you've ruined everything yes the middle of the night hamster wheels. But okay, to go with my made up language here, the four is going to spin and land in, I really am, put your words to it, broken, Uh, something wrong. Inadequate. Inadequate. Okay. God. That's the word. Yeah. So a real sort of amplifying of the six, I don't think I can meet the moment. Mm-hmm. My moment, the moments of my life, the four is going to amplify that. Like, surely I don't have what it takes to meet the moments yes. of my life. But here's the kicker. Okay. Four is also arrogant. And so the four comes in and can make an identity of that. I'm, I'm different. I'm special. People don't get it. They don't know what's going on. But there's something elite about me. And that's kind of a shadow piece. I mean, on one hand, fours do want to be, um, like three, they kind of want to be seen as exceptional, Mm. but they don't mind quirkiness and flaws and the darker aspect being part of that. Um, Whereas for three, it needs to be a winning image. So that's the difference. Um, okay. So a six with four will make an identity out of that inadequacy and then become also arrogant about it. <laughs> Charming, isn't it? We're all so it, cute. We're all so adorable. We're all so adorable and cute. Okay, let's hang out a little bit in nine. We've talked a lot about eight. We've talked a painful amount about one. Which, of course, it's so funny. I just see myself over the course of the last week positiving up the one. I just, I'm, I watch it. I'm like, oh, yes, it's painful. Yes, it's kind of like, ew, it's wrathful and all that. I'm like, but it's correct. Yeah, right? At least like, I, I don't know how people are living without this like internal compass. Okay. Nine. Yes. So the passion for nine is sloth, Mm -hmm. Um, but really the way that translates is self-forgetting. Yes. And so it's the erasure of self. Yes. And then letting whatever else is in the space um, come in and become dominant. Yes. Uh, Because it's easier to erase yourself than to show up as someone and be embodied and claim your position yep. because that could create disconnection, discord, conflict, 
And the nine doesn't know who they are um, without someone to connect to. Yep. They're lost. Is that also, so again, I think I'm thinking of the amplifying diminishing thing because I do think that's, there's also six there, right? There's also six to some degree. That's like, where's my authority, Mm -hmm. right? Who am I externally, who and what am I looking to, to kind of tell me what to do? What to do. Okay. So the six is looking out. Where's my solid ground? It's obviously not inside of me. And then the nine, it seems, would really amplify that. Yeah, I think that here's the interesting contrast between six and nine is they can, in some ways, look similar Mm -hmm. um, because it's primary triad and they're relatable and kind of all American. but the six does have a position. We might abdicate that position. We might make jokes on it or gloss over it or make it sound nice. But we know what we want and we know what we want to hear. Yes. We know. Because we know, Cause we know we when we don't hear it. And we, okay, that's really good. Yes. We want to hear it from someone else so that we feel certain about our position. That's right. The nine and we're says, out like poking for that specific thing. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. And then the nine is like, what position? I can't find it. And they and I will say they do have one, but it's so repressed, it's so pushed down, and they're asleep to it that they can't call it up in the moment. So when people ask them, like, well, why can't you just tell me you wanted that for dinner? They can't because they can't find it until later. Right. The pressure of the con- possible conflict pushes it down and they go to sleep. And it's not accessible to them. Whereas right. for me, I might do that, but I know what I'm suppressing. I know what I'm not bringing to the table. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's such good clarity. And when you don't hear what you want to hear, when yep. someone says, no, Kristen, I actually don't think that's a good idea. Do you get mad? Oh, I I mean, I yes, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and I, it can be a quick rage. Yeah, totally. You knew. You knew what you wanted, what you wanted to do, say, be, but you wanted to hear the other person go, oh, that, yeah. That's right. But with the nine fix, if someone says, I don't actually think that's a good idea, it might actually like vanish. Like a, yeah. The phrase I've used with a dear, dear friend of mine with a nine fix, I've, it's like this whooshing away is what I've said. It's mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I'll kind of push in and it's like this whoosh. Like, where, where did you go? Yeah. What happened yeah, to it, the. It's like a vaporizing. <laughs> it's a vaporizing. Yeah. Which I have learned, like in coaching, it's just so interesting to try to help that nine fix ground and find itself mm-hmm. without being pressury, as someone of my, my tri-fix could totally be, yeah. without any awareness. Like I noticed this with my daughter. I don't know anything. I don't know what her type is. I'm not typing her. But I can, when I turn on the slightest bit, it doesn't feel like anything to me. Right. He's like, whoa, it's like this whole thing happens. 
And like, oh, wow. Like my intensity, which I totally thought was eight. Um, the not, the nine six, it's not there, but it might be there later. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes it takes a crisis or someone else that they're very close to, to say, you know, they ha- almost have to be facing disconnection to, to want to look at it. Um, what about if it's like someone they care about, like something happening? So core six, so some kind of like loyalty to another could maybe? Yeah, I, I mean, it is easier with six leading because there is a position. And then it's more, so here's a great example for a trifix combination. When six and nine come together, or even six and two coming together, boundaries become an issue. Oh, mm, mm-hmm. so that's where with sixes, it's more boundary work. Yeah. Um, there's less forgetting of self per se, right? But it's it's valuing being laid back and not causing problems. Okay. And that's kind of in conflict with the six that says mm, maybe cause a problem today. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I need to shake it up a little bit. <laughs> this is so helpful. So where, where, where do we go from here? What if people want to, okay. One thing is Aaron put together a bundle of their trifix course and instinct course. They're both discounted. Thank you. Super fun. So if you want to do deeper learning, you can grab that. I'll have the links in the show notes. Um, I I have one more question. So when we're sussing this out for ourselves, is it useful to take each piece? Like, how how do you recommend people, I don't know, say words? What do people (laughs) do with all this? Um, Okay, well, first I would say we kind of, the way we approach the trifix class that we have is we talk about what it looks like when the types come together. Yep. As a way to kind of help people figure out, suss out their own motives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when six and nine are together, this is what it looks like. When four and seven are together, here's what happens. And so it gives a better idea of what the archetypes look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, assuming someone is correctly typed in the first place is where it gets complicated. I know, it does. Um, You have to look at the overall archetype and not just that that the sentence you've read describes you, but that all of the core triggers are there, the Mm. blind spots, the strengths. I mean, you've got to be able to feel those viscerally for each type and see how the three pieces work together. So if you're a six leading, what happens when six doesn't work for you? Mm. You know, you've tried strategy wise. Yes. Okay. Wait, let's drill down here. This is so good. So when six strategy wise, which would be, you know, maybe you've tried being loyal. Yep. You tried problem solving. You've warned people you've argued. Yes. You've given evidence. Yes. Nothing is working. No one's listening. Where do you go? Oh, it's such a good question. What happens next? What comes next? And so 
for me, oh, the two and the six feels so close for me. Because yep. I'm doing a whole lot of supporting mm-hmm. first. The first two are like intertwined. BFF. Yeah. This is one of the coolest things I thought when I took your course is the way that you had the three fixes kind of like a bar graph. Mm -hmm. So we are not utilizing these in the same amount. Right. Necessarily with the same skill. Yes. Uh, So yeah, I do feel like my one is last and I don't, I don't, go there very often. Like it's very rare that I'll grab that, you know, wrath and whatever. And it's there if I need it. Oh, I yeah. used to use it with less abandon. Sure. Yeah. But now like, it's like, I want to be kind, but m- well before I want. So, so I love this idea of like, okay, once I've run out of these strategies, what then do I do? right? It's not what am I, again, back to the beginning. It's what strategies do I use when things are falling apart? And I use yeah. a lot of two right up front there. Yeah. As so well. when six doesn't work for you, then do you try to seduce or advise or control through niceness and warmth? Yes, yes, and yes. Suggestions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so the second one will be more obvious because we will see ourselves, okay, this isn't working. So second thing, here we go. The last one is similar to how I described the last instinct Mm -hmm. for people. You know, we have all three, but sometimes the last one can be younger. Yep. And I mean younger in the sense that it's almost like we don't know how to use it like an adult, like properly. Yep. So it's like temper tantrum land. Oh my gosh. So my four is, it's kind of like a teenager and it's not pretty. Okay. So you're six, one, four. Yes. Okay. So what's it like to go to one like earlier than I would say? What does that look like? Oh gosh. I I really put myself on display here. I know. I know. Um, That's what we do here. Bad behavior. Um, I think when I tried all the sick stuff, mm-hmm. I go to like a righteousness and instead of, you know, if I had something like two or three, I could, you know, kind of schmooze into the next thing and, and become more charming. But instead I stiffen and I root in and I'm like, no, this is what it is. And then I try to let the person know why they're wrong, which usually doesn't go well. Fair enough. But I, that's such a good and useful example because I, yes, it's like, I'm feeling the difference. It's a, it's a, um, if we embody it, right. My two is going toward, it's Mm -hmm. toward, but it's like a toward with like warmth and support and all this stuff happening. Yours is more of a, you know, a stiffening, like you said, like a stand up straight and like a hold on. There's a, there is a boundary. Yeah. Well, and the two is a manipulative energy. What? You know, I'm just kidding. Of course it is. People (laughs) don't like that term, um, but it's not always a bad thing. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how they get what they want. And sometimes manipulation is positive. Absolutely. 
Um, but it's a manipulative energy. That's the right. one is a rooted energy. It's, That's right. I'm not moving from this place. This is what's correct. And nothing you can say will change that. So sometimes I can get quiet and I can even almost like grit my teeth and purse my lips and I'll be appropriate and listen to what the other person's saying. But it's like, hmm, yeah, but what about this? Yep. Because I can't be wrong. That's right. Well, it's so funny because my brain was just like, because you're not wrong. Like that's right. Yeah, of course I just went with it. And that, and I definitely get there, but it's a little bit, it's to your point, it's after other things have been exhausted. Yes. So I think this is helpful because it also illuminates how, if you know your trifix, what you can do is notice yourself doing it. I'll feel myself really getting rigid, really stiffening. And I can see in the other person this kind of like, oh, you know, then they feel judged. The impact of the strategy that you have just deployed. Absolutely. Yes. So then I can see, okay, here we go. I'm going into one. I'm stiffening up. How can I just relax back into six and land back there? Because it's not that the one never works for me, but there are many situations where some of these strategies won't work. And we need to be able to see them happening and then kind of loosen them a little bit. And if, if we don't know what we're working with, we can't, we, we don't have as much control. That's it. That's it. And less choice in our lives. Exactly. Okay. And then give us an example of what would the embodiment of six, three. Um, so okay. two is going to like glom toward the yeah. one is stiff and you know, boundary. The three is. So the six, three kind of just wants to know what you want them to do. Mm. What is it that you need me to deliver? Can you just tell me so I can be efficient about it? They oh, don't that's relatable talk. to me too. That is very yeah. relatable. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. want to do a bunch of talking and, and feelings and all that. It's no like, okay, what, but what is it that you want or need? Just give it to me. And then I'll deliver it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That, that hit very real in my body too. Is that, um, is there sexiness in that also? Like, can you just kind of. I think so. It can get confusing with MBTI as well. Oh no. Um, there are certain MBTIs that are more um, like factual, straight to the point. It's about deliverables and they don't want to go into all that. And you can have that and then have a more emotional type with like two in your trifix. And then the combination can be confusing for people. Um, But the MBTI is the functioning and the Enneagram is the motivation. And so just kind of That's for another conversation that is over my head. That is a system I have not gone into for efficiency's sake. Like I know these systems are like time sucks. And so I will be very careful because I know once I go into one, I'm like, oh no, there's a month of my life at least. We can figure it out. We can, you I'll, know. Yeah, I'll send you my MBTI immediately after we close. Um, Because of course I know it. The other piece that I did think was really three-ish is this efficiency piece. Because I stand by, there's so much work we can do without getting bogged down in the details. 
of these things. And I cannot abide. I mean, this is maybe so one to say, but it's like, I cannot abide getting like lost in these things. I'm like, when there is work we can do as humans to become more sturdy inside, to understand our, just our thoughts and our feelings and what we're doing. Like we can really do a lot of that work. So yeah, that was the other part I was thinking was three-ish was like, well, let's just not bother with all of this gobbledygook and let's get to work. Maybe that's one. Who knows? I mean, it that actually efficiency can be part of one as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it's just... The competency. With the three, it's like, okay, let me just finish it. And the not that they don't want the quality to be good, but it's kind of like just enough to sell it. If that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. No, no, and no. I one, get that. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be right. If, if you have one. Which is why you are here, right? I mean, literally we can just kind of see it. Like I will not teach this, even though I've actually been studying trifix for quite a while now, there's no way I would come here and teach it. That would be unethical in my opinion, right? So I am like, who, you know, let me bring in the expert so that it's, yeah, okay. That totally makes sense. But it's correct. I'm not here to and lead people astray. It's not my one. Yeah. Shining through. Yeah, totally. Okay. This was fantastic. I'm so thankful we did this. How do Thank we how do we want to close it? I'm just like so many good things. Okay, is there anything you want to add before I tie a little bow on this episode? Um, thank you for giving me the honor of my life and oh, interviewing. Um, I, I think that we just have such cool chemistry. Oh, me too. You don't mind me saying. I don't. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Guys, Kristen's the real deal. Oh. She's so caring and she, like she said, doesn't dabble in things that she doesn't feel confident about. She's trustworthy. She's not going to lead you astray. She's going to be responsible with your vulnerabilities. And that's why I'm falling in love with her too. Oh my gosh. That was really generous and kind. I'm going to oh, receive. I'm just going to receive that. Um, yeah, this new relationship has been really delightful. And I just also want to say, I think it's such a testament to courage and trust, like knowing that I might flail in this new relationship that, that, Ooh, I like this person. Ooh, I respect them. Even can I, can I dare to get close to them? I'm going to feel, Ooh, and like, let those feelings and all that just be there because it's really worth it. And it doesn't always work out. You know, sometimes you walk toward people and it's like, oops. <laughs> yeah. Been there. We all have. We all have. So like, I don't know, kudos to us for the courage and, you know, we're getting to really get some roots from this. That's the faith of six, you know? That is the, it's so true. It's so true. Okay. So we'll be back in yes. January with an instincts episode that'll be very much like this. You may send me questions ahead of time. Go to my website, send me questions. I'll bring them to Aaron and we'll discuss. Also, that bundle is available for you. The links are all going to be in the show notes. Go find the Empathy Architects. We didn't even mention Sterling. So you're not just you. You yeah. and 
Yeah. Sterling Mosley, who's incredible. Um, you're two doing all this together and it's, it's just really cool. He's usually the, the one that people want to interview, you know, he like writes books and he's a professor. I mean, he's, he's amazing. And I'm like, I'm a thing. I'm fine hiding. It's okay. But you know, I want Aaron. Yeah. (laughs) So fun. Okay. This is fabulous. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you got some real value out of today's episode. And I am looking forward to being back with you next week.